interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ghouls and gore. And sometimes a little more. My bloody podcast. <laughs> Welcome everybody to my bloody podcast. It's the new year 2023. Happy New Year everyone. I'm Brian Kluger and I'm joined by the host with the most the person who I will put all my money in and buy a robotic doll with and live forever in happiness as a trio. Preston Barta, how are you? Doing well. Can you make it like a Ryan Gosling doll so it can be like Lars and the real girl? Except it would be me and the real Gosling. <laughs> yes, we'll add, we'll add Gosling to the mix. So it'll just be three men and a doll, which I feel like is a sitcom yeah. we should write and pitch yeah. to Gosling himself, right? Yeah, that and then add Gordy in the mix and we're good to go. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. It is 2023. In 2022, we saw a bunch of great horror movies, but the first movie of 2023 that Preston and I saw as critics was a movie called Megan, M3GAN. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first, Happy New Year, Preston. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm looking forward to this year of horror. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're so happy to be back, or I'm so happy to be back on my bloody podcast uh, with you. I know yeah. in 2022 we kind of we we did we did some good episodes, but it was very few in between. But we 2023 we're bringing it back, aren't we? Yeah, I hope so. Um, just because I don't know, we had a lot of things going on, and we had different projects that we were working on. We were trying to get like a Critics Choice thing going, which we still plan to to do. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just ready to kind of, I think after this like very crowded year 2022 was with like dr great dramatic work, I'm just ready, especially just kind of just starting the year off with Megan. I think I'm just really going to really take in as much horror stuff and palate cleansing movies for, for a while. Um, cause I, I need it. And with like South by Southwest coming up the midnight section and things like I, I, and, and we got Ari Aster's Bo is not afraid coming out. Yeah. Let, year, let's, so. let's talk, let's talk about these things because, you know, over the last two or three months for, you know, most people and especially for us critics, we are bombarded by movies to vote on for the award season, which is upon us and a lot of those movies you've probably heard the term oscar bait they're very dramatic very serious just you know very deep emotional rides and so after two months of watching you know dozens of films like that a movie like megan Preston said it palette cleansing i want something fucking fun i want something i can just enjoy and not have to think deep into and laugh at and be scared at 
and Megan does it. But first, before we go into Megan, we have to talk about a trailer that came out yesterday. Mm. Oh, I am so excited. This is the Evil Dead Rises trailer. Evil Dead, yes. Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, the remake of Evil Dead. Evil Dead Rises is coming out finally and soon, and we got its first trailer. I I like the reboot. Of course, my favorite movie of all time is Army of Darkness. That is still true to this day. And I was... I was cautiously excited about Evil Dead Rises, but upon seeing the Red Band trailer for Evil Dead Rises, holy fucking Moses, was I excited and giddy as all hell to see this. Preston, were you feeling the same way? (laughs) Uh, I shared in my Instagram story. I was trying to find the Lethal Weapon gif of of, uh, Danny Glover saying, I'm too old for this shit. But... uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've watched. I'm kind of like contradicting myself a little bit. Like coming off of the the award season, I'm just like, oh my god, I don't know if I have it in me to stomach a lot of this this stuff in it because the the original uh, first two films were like gory and everything, but there it wasn't doing like the what the the remake did a couple of years ago or I guess uh, ten years ago at this point. Uh, like it looks real. Like they're ripping off flesh and shit's happening bloods everywhere but i I, i'm i'm excited to see it there's like a like a shining type of sequence in there with like blood spewing out yeah there's Um, like the elevator shining sequence almost but also like all versions of evil dead and army of darkness are in there too and let me get this straight preston you said you're too old for this shit. What's that make me? I'm like 15 years older than you. <laughs> and you're not getting soft on me with horror, are you? Uh, It just depends. Like, uh, we, we had a really lengthy conversation about Bones and All and some of these other films that have come out recently. But they just have, like, more going on than just being, like, just trying to disturb me. Like, that... <laughs> I, I want something a little more out of it. I don't want it just it to be a hostile movie. Ooh, I uh, like a hostile movie sometimes, though, especially if it's done right. But in this trailer, Preston, you have to like it's e it's it's not easy for movies to shock us and make us crazy. But in this trailer, there were two moments that I like sat up and was like, ooh. And that was the head scalping scene and a cheese grater scene. And if those are just yeah. like the the little moments that we just get, I cannot wait to see what's in store. Because, Preston, I, I think you're thinking this now, but when we get to the movie, we're going to have a ball seeing this. Yeah, I I, I want to be there with you. Um, I, I think I... I just want the sound effects to be really good. If they're going to show scenes like that and have the cheese grater, it's got to be like, yeah, it's got to be be really amplified for me to like, just be like, oh man, this is like so hard to watch, (laughs) but it's so fun and goofy. Right. So what's the movie Stoker that had that incredible audio stuff? If it's like that, but like there's a scene in the trailer, which I don't even know if I've seen in a movie where somebody takes a cheese grater and just starts on somebody's skin and it's yeah. just, yeah, it's just, you think about it and it's like, oh my goodness. But this, this looks 
fun as hell. I'm very well, there, excited. Wasn't there a meat carver in the remake from 2013? Yes, there was. And then the, wasn't it a nail gun as well? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's it's keeping keeping that up. And I'm curious if they're going to bring it back to the reboot and if they're going to going mm. to incorporate at least old school Evil Dead and make it kind of like a multiverse type of thing with Bruce, even though, I mean, Bruce Campbell showed up in the credits kind of as a funny little thing yeah. uh, of the remake. But I'm, I'm curious and I'm actually happy that it's not taking place at a cabin this year. I'm I'm excited that it's going, you know, demons too with it and doing big city high rise, you know, like it's uh, in the city. I'm excited for that potential. Oh yeah. I guess that's why it's called evil dead rise. Yeah. yeah. Like a high rise. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for that as well. And I, you know, I must be biased on these movies just because I love these movies so much. And, but they've done a good job with them so far. Even Ash vs. evil dead's three seasons was great. And I just by the look of this trailer looks great uh, and wonderful and bloody as all get out. Um, you know, yeah. I feel like this movie was made for Preston and I, but I'm very nervous now to watch it with Preston because he might not like it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, uh, we'll see, but I've, I don't know. The, the, it seems like there's, there's a lot, a lot of thought going into its malice. So uh, that's what I I guess I ultimately want from it. And yeah, if the sound effects are good, like uh, one of my favorite movies, horror movies from last year was a banquet and a lot of IFC movies had like really good sound design. So I think if it has that, I'm I'm there for that. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there right with you. Um, I cannot wait to see it. Also, we have to talk about uh, one of our, our maestros our new maestros of horror somebody we've been trying to get on this show forever hopefully it'll happen very soon uh ari aster is our boy he's he's our payment to say uh the last movie he did was midsomar and we've been craving for something new and finally it's happening we're getting ari aster's new movie in april um you know hereditary and Midsommar changed the game for us for horror. Uh, we just, I don't know if Ari Aster could do any wrong. And now with those movies behind his belt and him getting somebody like Joaquin Phoenix in his movie, holy shit. I don't know what to think, but now we have a poster. We have two posters. We're getting a trailer very, very soon. I mean, Preston, this is the year of Ari Aster again. Well, what's, what, what's going through your mind? I uh I hope it I hope it works out because we thought the same thing with the Northman last year with Robert Eggers and that as as much as we loved it it didn't really take to the water as much as we wanted it to um but I'm hopeful of this one I think it's just because it's so so bizarre like it's like even the poster just has like this curious case of Benjamin Button thing going on with the same silk pajamas of uh Joaquin Phoenix as a kid, as an older man, as an even older man, and as a really old man on it, but still wearing the same pajamas. Uh, pajamas. It, like the log line, it looks like somebody's nightmares is a great adventure. Is that what it kind of says? 
Uh, I think that might have been on the first one. This one says, from his darkest fears comes the greatest adventure. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, from reading what he dis- what Ari Aster described, you know, a year ago, two years ago about this movie, it's like some batshit horror comedy. And I have no idea what to really think of that. But if something from Hereditary and Midsommar, and then Ari Aster brings us this with what looks like almost multiple roles for Joaquin, I am, ooh, I. this might be one of the movies I'm most looking forward to. And I'm biased because it's Ari Aster, but I can't wait. And with Ari Aster, like he, he knows what he's doing in a trailer... I'm trying to remember the the trailers, trying to remember the trailers for Midsommar and Hereditary. And I remember them being very um, hypnotic and pretty damn scary, but mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this. I have no idea what to expect. And that is that thrills me. You know, I'm very hopeful that <clears throat> they're going to premiere that movie at South by. If you see it at Sapphire, I'm going to be so pissed I didn't see it with you first. So mad. Well, A24 premiered everything everywhere all at once there. So, yeah, that's true. That very could you very well could be. Very well could be. Man, we're going to have to call our A24 contacts and just see what we can do yeah. <laughs> to find out. But yes, uh, it's called My Name is Bo, right? Bo is back. Bo is back. It was previously Disappointment Boulevard, which is a cool name. So I I don't really have any contact. That just sounds like a really cool name that could relate to anything. But now Bo is back. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Is it a time traveler's wife scenario or something (laughs) like what's making him back? And yeah, I don't know. No, I'm I'm very excited to see this. Uh, I'm very excited. But yeah, there's lots of good horror coming out this year. Those are two of them uh, being Evil Dead Rises and Bo is back. And I just I'm very excited. But starting off this year, 2023, this week, the first movie is Megan and Megan, you know, comes from a long line of filmmakers. No, I'm just kidding. It's James it Wan. a filmmaker that we like. Uh, like the, the actual director, not just James Wan, but the director directed a movie that we love and have talked about on this podcast. Yes, Gerard Johnstone directed this. But James Wan, this is a story from James Wan and writer Akila Cooper. So James Wan, of course, everybody knows, got to start in the Saw franchise. You got Conjuring, Insidious. And then more recently... Akila Cooper, the writer, and James Wan did Malignant, which just yeah. took us by storm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it very much kind of carries that same sort of like wackiness, which is what I wasn't. I mean, I had a some sense of a that it would get it was going to be like that, just because of uh, of what you mentioned that they they done mal- Malignant, and that definitely is a very wacky movie. But uh, and you see the trailer and you see like uh, this, like, you know, kind of a child's play, small soldiers type of vibe with uh, a dancing doll. Um, And you're just like, oh, man, this is going to be like wonderfully effed up. Um, And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. No, it has that. Preston's right. It has this very 
almost kid-friendly, funny vibe that you're just like, okay, this could be happy, family-friendly. But then, like, you know, of course, trailer takes it to a very dark place, James Wan style and malignant. And it, you know, watching these movies could fail, but James Wan and Akilah Cooper, much like Malignant, it no, it's very self-aware, much like the doll itself. And it oh, it just it has that perfect balance of comedy and horror and fun and entertaining and it yeah. so knows what it is and it's easy to see that this director gerard johnstone who did one of our uh our not favorite films but a movie we love one of our favorite new zealand horror yeah horror housebound films. right yeah 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 uh comes to this with like a an original take, you know, because you, like, you can see elements of E.T., you can see elements of Chucky and Child's Play in this movie, but the amount of fun this film is having while subtly paying homage to those movies is just oh so sweet. In those like very quick, if you blink, you miss it, bits of comedy in the movie, very dark comedy pieces are just chef's kiss and it's no doubt that they're already talking about a sequel so i i'm very happy about this but overall going into this movie i had my doubts because it's pg-13 and i think in a january movie in a january movie and you know as statistics show movies have shown it's not the greatest, you know, you're just like, Oh, this will hopefully be fun, but it's not going to be great. And usually it's like, Oh, that wasn't good. But Megan exceeded those expectations and is just a blast and wildly entertaining. And I came out of the movie just with a big smile on my face. Like, fuck. Yeah, that was fun. There was even a moment in the movie where I audibly said bad ass and <laughs> Uh, that was my overall going into it and then coming out of the film thoughts, uh, press and what were your thoughts going into and then coming out? <clears throat> I was very excited about it going into mainly just cause, uh, uh, I, I it was, my wife was like texting me about it. Like her and her friends were talking about it at like one of their nights book club meetings or something like that. Or like, have you heard about this movie called Megan? It's like, yeah, I think my, my husband, knows about that movie and it's just funny because a lot of people seem to be talking about it and it's piquing their interest a little bit just because of and, and i made this comment on my instagram stories it's like people are like oh yeah should i just expect like a child's play type of thing we've seen the whole like killer doll type of thing and i was like yeah but she dances and so it, it was just it was the dancing sequence that got me i was just like because if you were on like tiktok or instagram reels that was everywhere and it was like rolled in there with like the wednesday dance yeah the uh, wednesday dance became like a viral sensation everybody's talking about that wednesday netflix series and that scene of her dancing to uh gugu uh yeah the gugu ma uh and Luckily, this happened around the same time, putting that dance into the trailers and everybody making a thing and like the outfit. It's going to be a thing, uh, you know? And yeah, it's going to be a hit at Halloween, that's for sure. So I'm glad you went in and came out, you know, with those those thoughts of, you know, like this, this is good. This is something we needed. This is something great. And I think my only gripe before we get into the, like the meat and potatoes of Megan, 
the inner workings, the wires of Megan. Uh, we, I, I want to say that the, my biggest gripe was PG 13. And even though, yeah. because I mean, my review still gives it highly recommended. I just think it going to rated R would have even yep. enhanced that silliness, that greatness of Tarantino blood spurting everywhere and even the horror factor of it, but even with the PG 13 rating, it's still that good. It is still a highly recommended because it gets so much right. But then again, maybe it's a marketing decision in that, okay, this is going to go on digital. This is going to go on home video, Blu-ray and 4k. We're going to have an unrated version because you can tell Gerard Johnstone in Aquila and James Wan wanted this movie to be graphic as fuck well yeah because it's playing in theaters malignant for, i mean i think it did theaters but it mostly was just like a hbo max release uh and so it had that freedom pretty much for it to just get as effed up as it wanted to and it did and because i think that one was rated r very much so um just because of pulling apart things and and you can see you can see that they probably just chopped off the end of it and uh pun intended and so they didn't they didn't show they didn't fulfill that comedy like you said like it was so funny with like the build-up and the characterization and everything else that was going on like it could have just continued and had a follow-through with the violence though there could have been and it looks like there was because there are moments in megan where so many household objects or blunt objects of death and murder are presented but like the camera cuts away you know but i mean you kind of hear what happens and know what happens but there's all sorts of sorts of groovy blunt instruments of death that come into play and you're just like so hoping it's going to go over that mountain (laughs) and it doesn't yet but maybe in uh you know an unrated cut there will be and hopefully it's not like a a minute long hopefully it's you know there's like at least 10 minutes because there's some there could be graphic moments in this that really push that over the edge and i think even in a crowd people would really love it because at least the crowd last night in our screening was really loving the movie. Yeah. Um, and even though we've seen this type of movie before, we've seen like the dark hallway, somebody appearing, it still gets you. And in this movie, it has fun with that. Uh, so let's talk Megan. Uh, let, let's, let's talk about how much we just love um, Alison Williams and why yeah. she's the new queen of the horror genre. Yeah, she's she's a she's fantastic. And like before this, obviously there's get out, but perfection too. Mm-hmm. Um she uh she just has like a certain look to her where it it's like just kind of perfect. Like she can play like this person who's you know, she's she's attractive and in but there's also like a mystery to her. So that's why like she was perfect for get out. And that same kind of thing carried over into perfection where, you know, we were more on her side. And I guess that these kind of go more hand in hand, Megan and perfection a little bit, because we do kind of see that, but there, there are some moments where it kind of pulls the rug from under you. Um, But she's really good at kind of playing that, that kind of character. And 
she does it well enough where I just wouldn't get tired of it from her. I think she can continue staying and stay in this lane and be successful. And, uh, but she's also has the dramatic chops too. Um, Cause there's, there's some moments in here where she has to really, there's like one conversation that she has with uh, the character plays her niece. Katie, where they yeah. have a really heart to heart conversation toward the end. And it's just, you, you didn't kind of based off of like what the tone of the movie was for the most part, you didn't, it just kind of came out of nowhere that it just like, Oh, you don't really expect trying it. to make you, they're trying to really make you feel here and it's working. Yeah. You don't, you don't expect it because you see this scene go a different way earlier on in the movie. And when this comes out and with Allison Williams character, it's just, Oh man, this is, what we're striving for this is what we want. And then she just sells it. She sells it like a, one of the most amazing actresses and performers and artists ever. And she's that good because this, this actress, this woman, Allison came from HBO girls and she was great in that. But then to transition into this, these horror movies and have weight to her roles mm-hmm. is just so damn good. And even in a movie like Megan, she brings it. Yeah. And I hope she uh I hope she keeps it up and I hope sequels are with her. <laughs> yeah. Like you can buy into like her her nerdiness of like having collectibles in her house and that she knows that like she's like this Tony Tony Stark whiz who can build robots and, and to even kind of seal that see that because that, that's one of my favorite things about Iron Man is kind of seeing that progression of her and like her, her uh, of the the inventor the creator's mindset of like like iron man started out with like as uh jeff bridges said from a pile of scraps um <laughs> so like you get to see like like the early robots that she made and they, they they pay off and so um it's really cool like it had it had like all these nods to things like you, you brought up like this like amblin kind of thing and there's even like a ready player one type of thing going on here too there there um, very much is uh and it's great because they don't use it's set in like a world like we are but it's like different so like there's like a like an alternate universe of a Furby. There's an alternate universe of like an Alexa. And it's great to see the satire that Akila and Juan kind of set up with technology and how us humans rely on technology, no matter what it is to run our daily lives, coach our kids. Without being preachy about it. Yeah, without being preachy. Yeah, preachy. Exactly. It's it, it brings out like the ridiculousness of it, don't you think? Yeah, like because even those commercials, like it starts off with like a '90s kind of commercial with like the Furby type of thing. But even the language within the commercial, like at one point, there's just like you don't even have to have dead parents to enjoy this kind of toy. It's kind of like <laughs> things like that where you're just like you're chuckling in the crowd and you're like, oh man, this is fantastic, and uh, it 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 knows. The, it's genre space and it's just eating up the scenes and have, having a grand old time with it. And, and so you, you can't help, but feel that and notice that. And so you're having a good time with it. But like we've mentioned that if it just would have went the extra mile, like we would really be talking about this, but I think it's just like, this is a perfect time of the year for something like this to come about and we're like craving something that's not three hours long because everything is three hours long right now. And just to have a 100 minute, 90 minute movie uh, 
puts you out on time and accomplishes what it sets out to do without even having to go that extra mile, it's fine. Uh, but that makes it more exciting for the possibilities going forward that like, yeah, that maybe they will release an unrated cut or if they do something with like Peacock or something like that, since it's a universal movie that maybe they might have like a, Hey, an unrated director's cut or a bloodier version because yeah, it has the room to do that. And it probably did. They just left it out to put more butts in seats. And uh, for the most part, uh, we kind of push against that. Um, and even though we are pushing against that here, it's not, we're more accepting of it. I think it, it still works uh, despite that issue. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And we have to talk about uh, the hilarious character played by the Daily Show's senior correspondent, Richie Chang. Uh, yeah. Um, Ron, not Richie Chang. Sorry. Ronnie Chang. Uh, it, oh, my God. He's so good as David, the like CEO of this toy company. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's dude. like almost stereotypical asshole CEO who just doesn't really know much but to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, kind of give, give me the footnotes and then and then give me all the dialogue that I need to sound like I know what I'm saying. Yo, yeah. yeah. And he plays it perfectly, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he's on screen, you just love to hate him. And it's just it's so great. Um and let's talk about let's talk about this the Megan herself the doll because what a brilliant concept of having like a prosthetic mechanical head on a live person's body so you have kind of this body walking around that seems very fluid and not robotic like but this face is just so creepy and haunting and oh my god it works so much doesn't it yeah, like because in the close-ups, you can tell that it's it's a it's like prosthetic or uh, like mechanical. There's yeah. there's something about it that where it because it it is a close-up and you can kind of see the details. But when she's like moving around, obviously it's 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 a mask, or you can see a little, a little bit of like some digital uh, masking type of stuff going on there. But it still works because everything just. I think it captures it very well when you first are introduced to uh, Megan, like when they're putting the the mask, the mold on on the 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 android. You can like see the the eye drooping and like <laughs> yeah. there, there's like very left of center things going on with her throughout the movie when it comes to the way that she talks like sometimes she'll be talking in this very like giddy upbeat voice and then and there'll be like a little thing that just kind of dips and makes it uh takes you out of like the the human the human element to her and makes it robotic where it's just kind of like oh like because because you're kind of like back sucked in tractor beamed into like her being so human like with her movements and the way that she's like helping um the the little girl uh, caddy um throughout her grieving process and but uh yeah it's just that 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 whole thing that's going on with either the way that she's her her facial features are moving or just kind of the way that she turns her movement um they, they do a really good job of like 
as as I said, pulling you into the human elements, but also just kind of pushing you back a little and be like, oh my god, uh, with some of the the roboticness and otherworldly feel to her. Yeah, no, there there is, and it and it and it works so well because uh, it has the right amount of creepy and like, oh man, this is also really awesome. Like I would want this. Um, there's one particular scene in this movie that I think should have something with editing like something like best editing oscar (laughs) and it's one of the scenes in the forest where uh allison williams her niece katie and um megan go to a forest where the bunch of kids are um having a good time and playing and uh it doesn't end well for a certain child and the editing of this is so great being PG-13 and it's aftermath with Megan kind of glaring in the distance is so good. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? It, I, I mean, the, it's just, it was pitch perfect for the type of movie it is, right? Yeah, it was the perfect little period at the end of the messed up sentence uh, for, for that. But yeah, even the editing like in the forest as... Uh, as she like Megan takes on this like creature form where like you get a sense of it in the trailer where she's like bending backwards and is able kind of bring this like grudge I don't know gothica type of jittery movement that's very creepy and it happens again toward the end um but just seeing her drop down to this like animalistic form where you're like, what? Yeah, that doesn't have it. They're not doing like the whole like slow walking Jason thing. They're, they're actually like doing some things that make it interesting. Kind of like a Pinocchio, like when Pinocchio is like turning his head around, you're like, yeah. "Ah." And so it's like, uh, I think James Cameron or some filmmaker recently said, Oh, it, I was watching the extras for Wally, and Andrew Stanton was talking about how I'm sick of seeing robot movies where like the robots just have human anatomy, and like that. And, and even though it has human anatomy here because it's trying to be a person, it doesn't behave that way. Right, it's trying to do things that are creepy and make you and that's what makes it great to kind of seeing these little things and that's that's what pushes it outside the line that the lines of familiarity um so you could say like oh yeah i've seen this kind of thing you know killer doll with like uh i think was that bram's movie uh chucky uh, child's play films and so like it it they're doing something different in the same way that um uh, Danny Boyle did with uh, 28 days films, later, which yeah. days later, causing them to run and move a certain way. So like it, it, it finds a way to make it new and interesting and scary in that way. And so, yeah, I hope, I really hope there's an extended cut that has like more of this. Yeah. Because more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so too. And I, I got to think that there is just because of what we saw in the theater, there has to be, they just didn't make that. They had to, really go the distance don't you think yeah yeah so i i'm I'm hopeful i think it'll be a success i think people will like it and that a sequel should be on its way but hopefully they don't go the same route as the halloween movies uh since considering blumhouse did this but i think with these players in place that they have um 
in the this sort of tone that they've established like it doesn't need much correcting like it there there's there's room there for it for them to build upon it instead of doing some erasing which is what we wanted out of the halloween films um so i i i think there's there's promise to its future that we'll either get an extended cut or that we'll get more films and that maybe they will push it to have an r rating who knows it just kind of depends on like what comes out of the box office but i think people will flock to it. i think it's sitting pretty high critics are loving it um fans will love it i'm sure um so yeah i th- I, th- I think i think it'll do well yeah and i and i read that uh universal is going to do a sequel if the movie performs well but sitting at a 97 and 98% on rotten tomatoes currently and people people are going to see this cuz what did this movie cost like 10 million if that i yeah. it's going to make a lot of money uh i hope it does and i hope there are um bigger or uh, sequels to this because it with allison williams for sure because yeah, yeah. I mean, she just owns the movie um but yeah the megan please go see megan give it your money this is a movie that you're gonna have a great time in the theater with with an audience because there's lots of great moments to share with people in this yeah there's there's probably gonna be probably the best laugh like even taking last year into account I think it probably produced like one of the best laugh sequences in a long time involving a detective saying something about what he witnessed. Yeah. Uh, Oh man. And it's like a throwaway line. And if you blink, you miss it, but it's so goddamn great. And you're just like, okay, I kind of want a series around this guy guy. because this detective just seems like he like was his a former hair, meth like his head. Hair, his hair yeah. was wet. Like he just came out of the shower and he was like snacking. Yeah. And so and I, I mean, like, it looks like he was a drug addict or something. And like, he's just, he's on meth, but he's a police detective. And he's just not, he doesn't have his life together, but he just, he just doesn't care. He, he, he's almost kind of robotic himself. I guess you could say like he, he just doesn't operate like how a compassionate human should be in a police officer dealing with a murder case, or multiple murder cases. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was such a joy. So I really, yeah, I think that'd be great if they brought, uh, brought that, that guy back. Yo, yeah, that would be great. I Give, give him a series. Like I would follow that guy around. I feel like, because it's yeah. so good. I hope his just, name. I, I didn't catch his name, but I hope it's just like Dan or something like that. <laughs> Let Dan, me, the seer, Dan, a Megan uh, horror series or something. Uh, I'm trying to look, and yeah, I don't know. I don't see. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell who it is, but uh, um, yeah, I'm like look. Maybe it could be this Millen Baird guy. It says police detective, but I don't know if that's what he looked. I, I mean, I guess it could be. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and, and watch it. It looks like he was in Housebound. Okay. So, yeah, they had to have some carryovers there. So, yeah, that that guy. Yeah, Millen, Millen Baird. Just Let's get him on the show. Please. <laughs> be like, dude, you stole it with one second. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're the best. <laughs> That's so good. All right. We'll work our magic. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, that, uh, I believe, wraps up our first episode of 2023. Megan, my bloody podcast. Oh, my goodness. Please go see this movie. Uh, we're happy you're listening to the show. You're still with us. 
Um, yeah, find us everywhere. You can find Preston at the Denton Record Chronicle, freshfiction.tv, Blu-ray Dad on Instagram, Preston Barta on Twitter, and I'm Brian Kluger. Type that in. I'm at High Def Digest. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Check it out. Uh, we will hopefully be back in the next week or two with some more goodness, uh, don't you say? Yeah, yeah. And definitely reach out to us on our social channels just so you can even say, hey, I'd like to get y'all's take on this. We'd love to do something like that. It's just like a lot of times we just don't really know what to do. Uh, it's just kind of hard. So um, uh, there's plenty of stuff on Shutter right now that are that is pretty interesting and fun. So there's we could go that route. Um, so I don't know. I have to look at the the horror forecast and kind of see you know what's what? out there. I think we need to do a terrifier two show and we need to have some people on that show. Okay. I need to see both of the movies. So dude, Preston terrifier one, two homework, please. You're going to love. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you so much. We'll be back. My bloody podcast. Preston always a joy. Yeah.